Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 205. We're going to continue our discussion as we work our way around the infield, talking about training and coaching the different positions and making sure that we're covering all our bases with all those kids. Before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And please take advantage of that EFP20 discount. It's a great way for you to save that additional 20% and help support the podcast at the same time. Also thinking about supporting the podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. I want to say thank you very much. Curtis Wedge is our newest patron. We're in that really close to breaking even point right now. We've been that way for a while. We've added three new patrons in the last couple of weeks. We get two or three more. We're actually going to be in the black, Don. That's awesome. Assuming we don't lose anybody. We're going to start doing a giveaway here soon too, right? Yeah, we're going to be working on the announcement here uh, when we get together in a, uh, next week. Hopefully, we'll be announcing a new patron uh, giveaway from Anderson. One patron's going to win a bat. One patron's going to win a glove. You'll get to pick whatever you want. We're excited about that part too. So Curtis Wedge, thank you very much for becoming the newest patron. If you're in a position where you can, you see value in what we're doing, please come on board, become a patron. So Don. Wanted to talk about position-by-position training. Last week we talked about the pitcher, so let's talk about your favorite spot, the catcher. No, the catching position, Tori, again, I think is uh, one that has a big importance on the field. It's kind of one of those situations where if you're really good at it, you kind of go unnoticed. But if you're not good at it, everybody notices. Right. Because you can't can't really hide that scenario. So um taking a little bit of time in practice to make sure that we do some of those training pieces i think is super important and whether we're taking the catcher off to the side and running them through a series of drills from framing to blocking to footwork for pitch outs again anything that pop-ups behind home plate there's a lot of things that can really be a difference maker for for the team if the catcher does well so it's important for us to take time at practice and whether it's in a group setting with other position players or whether it's just on their own, I think it's important for us to identify the things that we want those catchers to be better at and give them a chance to practice it. Because right. it's hard to do on your own. Yeah, well, one thing that you ta- talked about that I think is number one on my list of, of this position, I think there is no more under-practiced, underdeveloped, less time devoted to position on the field than catching. And vast majority of practices, if you go and watch them, I bet you if you, you know, went out there with your notepad and, and watched 100 teams practice, 90 of them aren't doing anything at all specific to the catching position. You know, Basically, the catcher will stand there and catch balls and toss them to the coach when we're hitting infield. So they get a little bit of practice catching that throw from the first baseman, but it's not in a game situation. It's not by home plate. It's not to make a play or anything. It's just to catch it and toss it to the coach to hit the next fungo. And then they'll be involved in some of the most fundamental stuff of, you know, a ground ball, an infielder that they throw home. So they get a little bit of that work. Maybe they get to throw to the bases a little bit. That's a bonus if they do that. 
But the other stuff that you're talking about, the pop-ups, the communication, the leadership, the stuff that we know really does make that catcher that is so good that they disappear happen are things that a lot of teams are not doing nearly enough of. And so I love your idea of separating the catchers out, having them, you know, maybe as a side station while something else is going on, working on all their different skills, making sure that we're incorporating the catching position specific stuff into our drill work, our infield work, our outfield work as much as possible, and just doing everything we can to make sure that that position is getting the amount of time and attention that it deserves to have based on the importance that it has on what's going to happen on the field and in in the games. I was going to say, Tori, every pitch that's thrown, they're doing something. Right. And we're not able to do that well, it's going to affect the team. Right. Whether we're not getting borderline pitches for our pitchers because we don't work on our framing when we're, you know, at practice, whether it's a, a pass ball that allows a run to score because we don't work on blocking at practice, whether it's a pop-up behind home plate that is difficult to do in practice, right. but we don't make it happen. I mean, you can take your catchers out to second base and hit pop flies so they don't go out of the ballpark when you, when you right. miss, but work on those extra little things are going to save and win games for you that you might otherwise, you know, not have a chance to win. Right. Well, I think the one thing that you mentioned is some of the stuff that we really need to help our catchers practice is hard for us to do as coaches. The hardest ball ever to hit is that straight up pop Pop up up at home plate at home plate that has that same feel that a catcher would have on a ball that's being popped up in a game. But trust me, it's not like a fly ball. Oh no, it's it's totally different. Yeah. And and so being able to simulate that stuff and 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 work on that is something that's harder for us as coaches. So I think sometimes that's why it falls down the priority list. If I can't hit it well, if it's gonna be embarrassing to me to try to hit pop ups to the catch, I'm hitting some in the stands and you know, some of them are ending up in shortstop and stuff like that. It's like uh, so a little bit embarrassing. We, we can talk about it, but now go and try and do it on a ball that's scorched above home plate. Right. It's got a huge cut and a huge curve to it. Yeah, and, and all that spin and all that stuff that that makes it go straight up are part of why it's so hard to catch. So, so don't so, be upset when they miss it. Right. So all those different things, you know, but some of the stuff that um, I think we also have to talk about is making sure that we're engaging our catchers in a couple of things that I think sometimes get lost in the shuffle. Now, we all have talked about at least five times on everything fast pitch that I can remember, and probably more than that, that the catcher has a lot of responsibilities besides being a bump on a log that sits behind home plate all game. So they have backup responsibilities, they have communication responsibilities, they have leadership responsibilities, and the only time they're going to get good at that stuff is if we're really practicing it, the idea of being a strong vocal leader is not something that comes natural to players. It's tough. So we have to practice that stuff. We have to sometimes as a coach demonstrate in practice if my catcher's job is to line up a cutoff person, what that's really supposed to look like and sound like and how that should be operating so that when we get out there in the pressure of a big game with a lot of people screaming and yelling and all kinds of stuff going on. It can be assertive. Right. You know, that the other players have heard my voice before. They know when I'm communicating with them, they understand what it means. And we've done it enough times that they, that they respect it and, and we'll do it. Idea of the catching position, I think is one of those crazy things. To me, it's the most fun, best position on the field except for the fact that it's very physically demanding, so that scares some kids away from it. And two, because it's also loaded with lots of responsibility and obligation that some other positions might not have, that I think make it 
a tough sell for some kids. You know, for some kids to go outside their comfort zone and be a real vocal leader is something that's really challenging and hard to do. So I think when we're thinking about how are we going to coach our catchers better, number one is we're going to make sure we set time aside in our practice plan, every single practice for catcher-specific work. We're going to highly emphasize catcher involvement in infield, outfield, cutoffs, rundowns, relays, backing up plays at first base. We're going to reward them and pat them on the back every time they do what they're supposed to do to encourage them to keep doing the hard stuff that needs to be done. Because I guarantee you, in you know the third game of the day, when your legs feel like jello, sprinting behind the runner to back up a play at first base isn't the first thing that you're thinking about wanting to do. That's not, not high on the excitement but list. The one time you don't do it is when that throw gets away and, and that runner ends up in scoring position and we lose the game because nobody was there to back it up. Exactly. Oh, and yeah, and all of you naysayers, I know the right fielder's coming in, <laughs> but the right fielder can't back up all the same balls not, that the catcher can. Not a throw from second base. Right. So the catcher has to be uh, drilled and worked with on all these things enough that it becomes second nature. And once that starts to happen, as you said, Don, and I think we get into that situation where, wow, we played a great game. Our defense was awesome, and nothing about the catcher stood out except that it helped everybody else play well. Right. And I did notice, as we talked last week or a couple weeks ago about uh, the Little League Baseball World Series, the one thing I did notice watching a couple of the games is the kids who were really good hitters but weren't great catchers really stood out in those situations. You know, A lot of the pass balls and, yeah. and wild pitches that had no attempt at being blocked and things like that, that you, know, you can clearly tell you know, sometimes kids are thrust into that catching position. But the other reason why I think it's so important is if we start to do the things we need to do as a coach to emphasize and value and reward the catching position, then more kids are willing to take on the fact that their legs are going to be a little bit more tired. You know, they're They'll get gonna, conditioned. Yeah, and, they're they're going to yeah. get nicked up a little bit once in a while. You know, there's going to be you know the occasional play where they you know get slid into or whatever. But there's also going to be if they're well drilled and well practiced, an awful lot of top ten ESPN kinds of plays that they get to be involved in, and I think that's the real payoff. Nothing more exciting, Tori, than you got runners in scoring position, third base in particular, and. Uh, ball in the dirt and the catcher blocks it properly and it's right back there on home plate and you pick it up and throw it back and right. you kind of save the moment. Yeah. But and that doesn't happen just, yeah, that, just that, by that, chance. That blocking the ball in the dirt and saving a run didn't just happen. It, it, it <laughs> happened was, many times before It was before created that. by yeah. the thousands of times it was practiced. To your point earlier, if you're not really paying attention, you don't notice that the catcher just saved us a run, which yeah. might have saved us the game, which yeah. might have given us a chance to win it in the seventh inning because in the third inning, she blocked that blocked ball and kept balls. that runner at third, and then the next girl hit a pop-up, and we got out of the inning. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Catching is definitely the position that when it's done well, it's going to make your team much, much better. But the only way that's going to happen is if we're really emphasizing it. And uh, like I said earlier, you know, if you're the coach that's made this mistake of thinking the catcher's job is to toss you a ball so you can hit a fungo, it's time to make a, a major, major adjustment. So get a bucket of balls, and when you run out of balls – get another bucket, and then that way the catcher can be over there working with the other catchers on blocking and framing and pop-ups and throws and footwork and all that other stuff. I like that idea. Or an assistant coach, somebody else can catch up, right? right? Yeah. But, one, uh, one of the dads that's so, <laughs> so quick to tell you all the stuff that you're doing wrong, they'd be a great person to catch balls to toss them to you. No, I can remember a couple of groups that uh, when I was younger, we did stuff like that. They took time to work on blocking, on framing, on things like that. And I so appreciated that. Right. That was awesome. Let's be the coach and the team that 
gives the catchers a little extra. Yeah, the 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 team that and the coach that the catchers all want to play for. Yeah, that would be a it. good place to be. Awesome. All right, so Don, that's going to wrap up two oh five. Make sure you support the Anderson Bad Company. And if you're in a position where you can become a patron, go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs, check out the YouTube channel and the blog post. There's tons and tons of information there. And also, as always, make sure you reach out to us, everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Either one of those email addresses will work for questions, comments, ideas, uh, player of the week nominations for the Everything Fast Pitch podcast and anything else you want to talk about. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.